Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jason Bray, CIO at McAllister Regional Health Center. In this segment, Bray talks about the hard line CIOs need to take when it comes to vendor management, the incredible ride he had participating in a groundbreaking HIE pilot back in 2007, and the direction he believes the industry can and should take with data analytics. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvata.com. Last area I wanted to talk about a bit was um, your your career path. You said you, you've been at McAllister about 21 or 22 months? Yep. Okay. And before that, you were that was when you were at Methodist? Uh-huh. Okay. And so you were deputy CIO there um, yes, working with Pam? Okay. Well, she hired me in 13 to take her place when she retired in three to five years. Uh, after three years, I asked her where she's at, and she said, well, I've probably got another seven to ten years left. Right. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, my father had some health issues that I needed to get closer to him. So McAllister was available, and here I am. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I imagine that that was something where you, you treat this as a good experience and, and learn what you can, you know, yeah. while in that role from, from someone who has been in the, in the role for a long time. I, I called her a healthcare CIO rock star. <laughs> right. Because she's been, she's been at Methodist for 20, over 25 years. And yeah. that's unheard of. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think our average lifespan is around three years. Yeah. Why do you think she's been able to last that long? She's good. Uh, she's probably one of the most intelligent people you'll ever meet. She also is very controlled uh, ADD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she can take on so many multiple things at one time and still be able to delineate proper direction. Right. Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't have. And then to throw on top of that, uh, her understanding of the financial and the political side of the equation. So she's good at budgets. Uh, she loves looking at contracts and dealing with government on changing legislation. I mean, she's you know, what she doesn't like, though, honestly, that I was good at, so we made a good team, was she hated vendors. She mm. hated vendors. <laughs> she didn't want to deal with them. She and my view was they're kind of a partner, and they can either help you or hurt you. Yeah. So we, we made a really good team. Yes, it sounds like it was a really good learning experience. Yeah, it was. But you, you had had... CIO role before at uh, Oklahoma State University Medical? Yeah, I was there for seven years. Okay. And it seems like you were there during the time that that EHR adoption really started to accelerate. Oh, man, I could tell you so much. In 07, when I got there, uh, the government had a uh, grant opportunity to try and show how a health information exchange and an ACO might work. So we qualified for that grant. Uh, I implemented at three smaller hospitals, uh, HMS, Cerner, and Meditech, and then implemented Meditech at our place, 
put in an HIE called Covacent and was exchanging patient data back and forth through different systems and proved that meaningful use could work. Then we took that successful project and moved it into the Beacon Grant uh, with ONC where we got $19.2 million to connect over 700 different uh, healthcare organizations in the Tulsa area uh, together through a health information exchange. Started a company called My Health, which is still in existence, and they are the HIE for the state of Oklahoma. Okay. So that that was a lot of fun with OSU, having grant money and capabilities, and working with government on some um, you know pre-mandated projects that are now mandated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that that was quite a ride. <laughs> it was an incredible ride. Anything that really sticks out to you as far as that time, and even when it was starting to be hinted at about these things becoming mandated. Uh, just that it was going to be a, uh, a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of technology that was going to have to be invested in by folks. So, you know, when they they put out the Meaningful Use Incentive Program, uh, you know, that was really good for a lot of folks. The groups that actually took those monies and applied it toward a new EMR, I, I think are are benefiting the most. The the groups like McAllister that didn't use those monies for a new EMR, you know, and now we're just now deciding to do a fully integrated solution, right. wishes we would have used it for an EMR. But um, instead, you know, we had other other things going on, and I'm the lucky recipient of that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you think back to, to that, time then and then look at where the industry is now it's just been uh, such an uh, amazing uh, decade or so it is you know and I think where we're going to go next uh, which really was surprising that Methodists didn't have this capability so you know one of the things that we implemented um, for reporting purposes at OSU Medical Center was a uh, data warehouse and data analytics uh, component, mm-hmm. you know, so we could report to the government on data sources for all of those entities. Uh, when I went to Methodist, you know, obviously reporting purposes, ACOs, CMS, a lot of that is within the EMRs, but a lot of it isn't. And you've got hundreds of systems at your fingertips with valuable data that you're losing out on that data because you don't capture it in a centralized manner. Right. So, you know, Methodist has one now, um, and we're, you know, we're looking to do that here as well. And I think that is going to be vital for future reporting purposes. I think, I think you'll see uh, audit agencies like Joint Commission and DMV uh, want real-time access to your data yeah. instead of them coming out on a surprise visit. I think they'll develop dashboards around your your data. And I think if you want to keep them out of your EMR, if you have a analytics or a warehouse tool, you could segregate the data that they need to see only uh, for them and keep them out of the rest of your business. 
Hmm. I think you'll see that probably. Well, it, it's going to save them more money on travel expenses. It's it's yeah. a lot more efficient, and I think you'll probably see that in the next ten years. Hmm. Interesting. It, it would make more sense. It's just a matter of getting to that point. <laughs> There's a lot of discussion around uh, artificial intelligence, and Watson's been around for a while, but nobody's even come close to anything like Watson. I still don't think there's anything like Watson, and of course I used to work for IBM, but um, I I, I think where that's going to end up going uh, because of the physician shortages, uh, you're going to see a different level of telemedicine, um, and I think you're going to see it in the hospital setting, very similar to EICU with intensivists, but I think instead of having as many hospitalists as you do, I think you'll have a computer at everybody's bedside that is plugged into Watson, mm. and Watson will have your EMR, will have your your biomed data, will have your all of your information, and so it can produce reports and analysis to physicians remotely and or as the fewer hospitalists around, they don't have to spend as much time with the patient because they have Watson. Mm. You know? and, and having the information that, that isn't always uh, that accessible. Exactly, mm-hmm. and being able to process it that quickly. I mean, yeah. my God. So anyway, I, that, that's probably out there quite, quite a ways. Really interesting. All right. Well, I think uh, we've definitely covered a lot of ground. I think that that's all I have. If, if there's anything else that comes up, I'll uh, follow up with you. But uh, it's been really great. interesting. Thank you. Absolutely. It was good to reconnect with you. I think it's been a few years. Yes, it has. <laughs> well, yeah. let me know if there's any other questions or things that I can help you with, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, great. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.